Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at upmc.com slash findadoc. Welcome to The Spark. I'm Scott Lamar. The derailment of a train carrying hazardous materials earlier this month has prompted environmental concerns and chemical fears for residents in East Palestine, Ohio, near the Ohio border with Pennsylvania. Twenty cars of the 150 rail cars were hauling hazardous materials. In order to avoid a catastrophic explosion, officials evacuated residents and intentionally burned off some of the chemicals. However, some residents that have returned to their homes report odors, headaches, eye irritation, and nausea. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro has accused the train operator Norfolk Southern of not being forthcoming. To provide more information today on the derailment and uh, the aftermath is Reed Frazier, energy reporter for the Allegheny Front State Impact Pennsylvania. Reed Frazier, welcome to the program. Hello. The derailment occurred on February 3rd, two weeks ago, but it's a fast-moving story. What's the latest, Reed? Well, the um, Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio uh, just gave a press conference in which he said that the um, state, with help from Federal uh, Department of Health and Human Services, is setting up a medical clinic in East Palestine to kind of help people process their various uh health symptoms um that you just mentioned um they've been testing the air and <laughs> excuse me uh, testing the air in the water and um you know so far finding no levels of concern in what they've tested for what they've tested now that seems to be a real area of concern for the residents around east palestine is that even though epa is saying uh that you know these things are all safe that they're under the uh level that uh, would cause some harm that there still are a lot of people out there that are experiencing these these health conditions so it's it's one of the reasons they probably don't trust and they're kind of skeptical of what they're hearing right one of many, uh, um, you know, uh, it, it, at the press conference that, uh, the, that I just watched, um, you know, one of the reporters brought up like the 9-11 first responders. And that is sort of like a touchstone moment in American, you know, recent American history where the, the government basically was like, it's fine. Um, and then come to find out it wasn't fine. Um, and one of many. Uh, you know, with with environmental disasters like this. So I think people are, it's very understandable to not trust what, what the government officials are saying, um, you know, but they have been very consistent. They've, they've shown, to a degree, they've shown their work, um, you know, posting all their test results on, on the EPA website for what they've tested. I, I don't know if we all can feel comfortable that there's not, I think, I think, I guess the, the point is people don't, don't know if there's anything else out there that we should be testing for that we're not, um, you know, like a byproduct of chemical burning, what happens to those, you know, 
when vinyl chloride, the, the main chemical here burns, it creates other things. Um, should we be concerned about those? And um, I don't think that the EPA has really talked about that much, um, at least to the um, satisfaction of the folks in that community. Train derailments, they don't happen often, but when they do, unless there are injuries or deaths, they don't get that much national attention. What's different with this one? A lot. Um, I, I've been thinking about this recently because there was a lot of talk in the first few days about why isn't anyone covering this? Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that we can get into, but, um, you know, I did a little research in the last train derailments actually happen quite often. Um, there's about three a day in the U S mm. usually they involve things like, I, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that is on the trains. Um, but only about 14 derailments a year involve hazmat hazardous materials like, you know, this or like crude oil, um, and, you know, obviously when uh, they derail, there's a risk of a, you know, explosion or a fire like we saw. And, you know, if this these chemicals are just leaked into the ground, um, poisoned some people's well waters, uh, obviously it would have been a huge story. But, you know, they did do that intentional burn. And just the image looks catastrophic. It looks like the gates of hell or something. So... I feel like that image is really uh, what has drawn so much attention um, to this. Uh, I, I mean, it probably would have gotten national attention regardless, but it just kind of, it, it kind of reminds, I, I work in radio, so <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me how important images are um, to the public consciousness of things. Yeah, to be kind of uh, cynical, it's a good television story because of, of, of that plume that you mentioned and the flames and everything else. You know, something else that I wonder whether it has an impact on people, not just near the site, but across the country, is that there are trains hauling hazardous materials near where we live every day, that people have made that connection that train going by that they're stopped at uh, you know while it's crossing or going near their home that it may be carrying something that could cause some harm absolutely um and you know these are products that are important to the american economy i mean vinyl chloride makes pvc pipes which is in probably everyone's home uh who's listening to this uh, in some form um so uh, we rely on these chemicals for our material needs right now. Um, and they have to get from point A to point B, where you make the, the vinyl chloride to where you make the actual pipe. And um, rail is the safest way to do that. There's no pipelines that you can build for vinyl chloride. There's putting it on a truck is much, much more dangerous. So rail is the most uh, safe way to, to transport this chemical. Um, statistically speaking. But the last time a, there was a vinyl chloride release in a train derailment was about 10 years ago in New Jersey. Um, and I think uh, we haven't gotten exact numbers, but it, it, I'm pretty sure that was only about one rail car worth of uh, the chemical that was spilled. And this is about five that were either spilled, boiled off, because it um, 
when it hits the air, it, it becomes a gas or burned. Um, so uh, this could probably be a much larger release of, of vinyl chloride. Um, and, and there's regulations around um, transporting it, but it's probably, you know, I, I, I think this, this shows just how precarious the system is if, if a few things go wrong, which I think when we see the NTSB report on this, um, there's probably going to be not one or two, but a few things that went wrong here that had they gone a different way might have, you know, might have gone a different way. Yeah, right Including, now. I mean, this is 150 rail cars and something like 38 derailed and a bunch of these um, hazardous materials were included in that 38 cars that derailed. So like if it had been in a different part of the train, maybe they didn't derail and we wouldn't even be talking about this. Hmm. Final question. Uh, how far is this from the Pennsylvania border and what has Pennsylvania done? I know Governor Shapiro has been uh, very close to uh, keeping an eye on this, but uh, how far to the border and what has uh, Pennsylvania done? Well, it's not in Pennsylvania, the, the actual site. It is so close. I mean, you could probably throw a rock and hit the border. There's like a bar, I didn't go there, but there's a restaurant called State Line Tavern. So it's basically on the state line, about half a mile. Um, you know, I think the, the the community right across the border, part of the evacuation zone, which is the one mile zone, um, was about 20 uh, households in Beaver County. Um, Beaver County emergency uh, officials attended the um, town hall in East Palestine this week to address some of those concerns. Um, it's not, uh, you know, I think the governor uh, was not pleased with the uh, Norfolk Southern's response. Um, and in a situation where you have multi-jurisdictional issues like this, like it's really like you have two whole states that are, you know, it happened in Ohio, but a, a lot of the area that's impacted is in a different state. I think it becomes really difficult in a system like ours to coordinate. Hmm. Reed Frazier's energy reporter for the Allegheny Front in State Impact, Pennsylvania. Reed, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you. You're listening to The Spark on WITF, your home for NPR and discovering all things local. I'm Scott Lamar.